kind of like wanting more romance from her husband, wanting more time from her husband, being able to talk and have communication with him and him taking more of an initiative. Even though in the beginning she was reserved, it didn't mean that she planned on being reserved the whole marriage. So, you know, like step it up as a man. Basically is where Kirsten was coming from. Well, this week, not Shaq stepped on a ladder. He <laughs> said, step what up? Baby, I'll get to the roots. another episode of two sisters just casually doing what we do so as you know this channel is just a simple fun channel where we relax we relate and we debrief we talk about hot topics any and everything that really just comes across our mind and we just want to share with you i'm your younger sister jackie and i'm your older sister nikki and we are real life sisters that started this podcast thank you so many that have already joined in with us but we know there are so many more of you out there that have not so please be sure that when you watch this video you subscribe hopefully you appreciate our um chemistry as sisters our interaction <laughs> our humor because <laughs> you know i'm funny but so, allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> but thank you so much for always coming in right now we are currently reviewing Married at First Sight. I don't know if you're watching. I don't know if you've heard of this show ever. If you started watching and you stopped, right now we're reviewing season 16 and we are on episode 12, okay? Woo, 12 or 13, but mm, my spirit says 12. Okay. okay so we're going to go with that. <laughs> but right now we are on episode 12. If you have not seen any of our reviews, feel free to go back and watch. But starting now, we're starting on episode 12 and you don't really have to watch it to keep up. And no, because we're about to give you all the tea anyway. Basically. So with that, let's get started. Did I tell y'all to subscribe? I'm not sure if I did, but I'm going to tell you again. Subscribe. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's my authoritative finger. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Do I have one too? Subscribe. <laughs> Make sure that you, after you subscribe, that you share and that you're hitting the notification bell so that when we drop our episodes, which we are currently dropping one a week, you're welcome. Sure. Make sure that you are notified when our episode does drop. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Let's get into this review of episode 12. Whew. First couple we're going to start with is going to be Aris and Jasmine. I knew you were going to say that. Let's start with them. Let's start with them. You want me to? Oh, start my review? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You start so, all the reviews. Oh, okay. Not the instruction while we do it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Eris <laughs> and Jasmine. Okay, if you don't know how I feel, I'm just going to sum it up very quickly. I'm going to try not to keep going in on Eris because I have noticed that I do go in on Eris a lot. I would like to stand 10 toes down about, about what I'm saying. However, I feel as though still Eris is here for Married at First Sight the game. Okay, and when he sat down with Dr. Pepper and when Eris sits down, I feel like this is something new. Let me know if you agree. I feel like his gaze is off. Like he's <laughs> sitting there because it's an appointed time that they have to be there to sit with the experts. No? Do you not feel that way? No. I feel like he's just the same way on camera all the time. Okay. So for me, when they were staying, the experts at this point now have been married. They're coming up closer to decision day. Thank God. And Basically, Eris, well, not Eris, all of the couples sat down with Dr. Pepper, who was kind of getting a gauge on where the couples were. So when it was time for her to sit down with Eris and Jasmine, Jasmine finally started expression, expressing some of her frustrations. Like, it's she's basically said, like, I've took a lot. It's taken a lot for me to get to where I love myself, get to being to where I am, which, yeah, beautiful, Jasmine. And it's hard to come into a marriage where the guy that you're with is basically telling you like he's not feeling you, he doesn't like you, he doesn't think that you're attractive, 
enough for him. You're an attractive female. He doesn't think that you're attractive enough for him. Basically, all of the things that I have said in previous episodes, whether you want to believe it or not, messes with your esteem and how a person feels about themselves. She came out and basically confirmed all of that. Dr. Pepper said something very interesting. So Dr. Pepper said, what if, what if all of that has nothing to do with you? Is what she asked Jasmine. And so Jasmine was like, my husband doesn't give me intellectual conversation. Mm -mm. And I said, preach Jasmine, because he doesn't. Eris has only been giving her the superficial stuff. So when she said, well, what if all of his things that he's saying and his behavior have nothing to do with you? Eris proceeds to tell a story that he often feels like, what's the point in getting close to people because he's, they're going to just end up leaving him. He's had a lot of death around him, his best friends. Um, I believe some family members, things like that. So he just felt like he doesn't often he doesn't often open up quick or doesn't open up easily because he feels like people always end up leaving. The issue that I have is, is that, like we have said on previous episodes, then why didn't you deal with that before you got married? And because I believe that that could be true about Aris, mm -hmm. I only believe that he was saying that as an excuse. I don't believe that that's why he's not opening up. I believe that he was just giving Dr. Pepper an excuse. And I believe that Aris could really feel that way but the main reason why he's not opening up to Jasmine is because he doesn't like Jasmine. And it has nothing to do with his fears, his past, or anything. That's why I feel like they're continuing not to make it. I feel like Jasmine deserves better. There were some other things that happened that I'll let you touch on. Um, but I'm still not a fan of Eris. I don't believe that Eris really likes Jasmine. And I am happy to see Jasmine is now checking out. So I will say that I do feel like he was being genuine and saying that um, he mentioned losing his father, which is a very important figure in your life, which when we look at relationships, um, we look at how we interact with our parents, with our mother and father, if they were there. And we've had the privilege of having being raised in a two parent household. And so we can, we saw a relationship that was together. I think that Jasmine has that piece because she has both of her parents. They're together, right? Or are they divorced? I'm not sure. But she has not 100%. I want to say that they are. I'm just not 100%. Right. But she had, yeah, they are because she stays in her parents' house. But she had both of her parents that were present, that are present or were present in her life. And so I believe that those are the things that shaped her because. I know for myself personally, those are the, those are the things that shape me. You know, when you're looking for as a, a woman that's looking for a, a husband or a man in their life, um, us being daddy girls, I look to my father, right? I look for the love that he has shown, the protection, he's a protector. And so all of these things, I believe that Jasmine has experienced, she hasn't found an heiress because he just truly doesn't know how to be them. It's not an excuse because there are plenty of people who have not had fathers in their lives and who have been able to become good husbands as well as good pa uh, parents. Um, but I do feel like in this particular instance, this is where his, his block is. I didn't, I mean, I can see how on one end, it seems like an excuse. Jasmine did admit that she has heard before about those individual individuals who have passed away in his life. So have there had been some type of conversation in regards to that. I think the issue with Jasmine was basically it's been from these past couple of weeks where I've been trying to connect with you, trying to get on the same level as you. And I keep coming up short and you, all you want to keep talking about is you're not really attracted to me. Let's take this off the table. I don't know about this and that. And so it seems as, as if I'm really the problem. So when you sit down in, Dr., in front of Dr. Pepper and Dr. Pepper gets you to open up, it makes it feel like it's not genuine. So even after they had the conversation with Dr. Pepper, they go back to the apartment, they get some questions that they're supposed to ask each other and homegirl completely checked out. Every question she was asking, she was like, he was asking her and she was like, I don't know. I really told you everything. I don't really know. Um, I don't have confidence in our marriage basically. So she sure did. She sure did. What is there left to do? And I don't blame her because as you stated, you know, when someone is, whether he is purposely doing it or not, when people's words do have an effect and when you are, are someone who has built yourself up, who has got your self-esteem together, you do not want to be in another relationship 
um, with anyone who is going to make you feel less than who you are. And she has reached Amen. Her, she has reached her breaking point. We can see that that's played out. And she mentioned on the after show that she doesn't trust him. So if there's no trust, there's no re I need to be reassured that you're in this relationship for the right reason. So while he opened up, which I thought, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, out of all things to say, I thought that, you know, especially since his prior behavior for him to really open up. And he was really saying, like, I'm really trying to open up and have a conversation. Um, and I know you don't feel like he's real, but I don't know. I'm saying, is he real? When was he trying to open up and have a conversation? When they were trying to do the questions. He's like, I already opened up in front of Dr. Pepper. So I, I understand that there are some conversations and you're the one that said you wanted to have a deeper conversation. And at this time while I'm trying to have the deeper conversation with you, um, you're not feeling it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, Kirsten and, and Shaq. Well, now that Kirsten's <laughs> coming around, Shaq is like, baby, mm -mm. where were you weeks ago? Weeks ago, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> it wasn't that Shaq wasn't feeling it. It's just that Shaq felt like, we'll do it when I'm ready now. That's <laughs> exactly. And Shaq so, was a like, tit for tat demon. Right. So no, he's not. No, he's not. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the card, the table essentially has flipped. So now she's on the other end, like, nah, you had plenty of chances. And at this point, you said what you said. And, um, you know, she's just straight giving him the cold shoulder. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't want to discredit Eris's, uh experience that mm -hmm. he is saying that has... I believe that he probably does feel that way mm -hmm. um, when he gets into something where he is genuinely interested. So the reason why I find that what he said to Dr. Pepper, not to be... Not to say that it's not genuine, but the reason why I'm having a hard time with what he said to her is because I only feel like that's applicable when you are genuinely interested in a person. That's how I thought about what he was saying. I believe that that's real. I know people that are like that, that have types, they, they lose people or they dealt with rejection, especially coming from parents mm -hmm. that just feel like nobody's going to be there. Nobody's going to stay. Nothing's going to be permanent. Everything's going to be a revolving door. I absolutely understand what he's saying i only think that those feelings come into play when it's somebody that he's interested in i don't think those are the feelings that are in play with jasmine i think the feelings that he had i'm i know it sounds like i'm so hard on Eris. i disagree, but, I disagree though i disagree yeah i feel like the feelings that he has with jasmine have nothing to do with any of that he has not liked jasmine from day one well we we know that he has not been attracted to her but what, what I'm saying is, is that I disagree in that aspect because if you're somebody, and he, and he mentioned it when he was talking, was saying, I really don't, the reason why I haven't had like real solid relationships is because I don't hold people, I keep them at a distance. And so the reason why he's able to move, maneuver from female to female or have all these things is because he's not, he was not really looking for to settle down. Now, what I do agree with you with is that he should have done the work prior to coming on the show. With that if being he one of his issues, then he should have definitely done the work so that he could learn how to open up more than what he has. Let me say you something uh, about men. Well, I'm, let me not say that. Like, I'm not trying to put all men in one category. But they will do it for who they want to do it for. That's my point, is that it, I don't believe it would be so much of a tussle. I still believe his feelings would be there and be valid. But I don't believe that it would be so much of, as of a tussle if it was somebody that he liked from the jump. Okay. Agree or disagree? Yes. That's how but. I feel about Eris. Eris, and I still feel like he's on the, he's he's on a show. And Eris is conscious. And I'll give him that because there's no reason to come off or project as, you know, an inconsiderate jerk. So he has moments where he's trying to be considerate. And I've given in that at some points, or I hope I have, he, he, he has moments where he is trying to be genuine, but Aris's root thing is, and it's why it's the basis of every conversation, no matter who he has spoken with, whether it has been her, whether it has been her family, whether it has been his family, whether it's been his friend, his cousin, any, <laughs> mm -mm. any, any, any of them, the basis of it, always goes to him not being attracted he, it's not like he sat down with his friend and was like you know how i am with people like you know how i you know how i do da, da, da. he sat down and was like ah oh, just struggling with like you know the attraction it's just it's a problem for him 
in all fairness, it's a problem for a lot of people. Right. Right. Then leave it alone. Like we've, you know, like like we've said mm. before. Right. Right. So I think that there are declines. They're not going to make it. Absolutely we, not. We decline, 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 decline. Decline. All right. So next couple, Clint and Gina. Let me tell you, I really feel like Clint and Gina could like, I really feel like they can make it. I feel like their relationship, even though I know from upcoming episodes, but I feel like their relationship could truly go somewhere if they, if Gina kind of just loosened, I feel like she, you know, I have to give her credit. I feel like she was doing a little bit better. Um, it was interesting that they kind of, when they sat down with Dr. Pepper as well, um, it was interesting that they were kind of mirroring some of the other issues where Clint felt like he was doing a lot to kind of pull in on the relationship. Like he was doing a lot, doing his part to really kind of go at it. And he felt like he had to keep pulling for Gina to get there. And like, so he kind of like, wasn't going to do it anymore. So Gina was acting like a little Kirsten, when she was like, if you want to know, ask me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've never had to ask it up there. I've never. He just felt like at some point, he's looking for a natural progression. Mm-hmm. So to where I, I don't want to feel like I'm sitting here pulling teeth. I want it to be natural that my wife wants to come and talk to me and have the banter and the back and forth and, um, they mentioned, or she mentioned that, or he mentioned that when she comes home, she does come in the room with him and Hank because Hank, the dog is staying in Clint's room <laughs> with Clint. So, At and then she was point, like, well, Clint and Hank is in the relationship. Right. And she mentioned, and she didn't even mention, she was like, you know, like, she was like, well, I went in there because Hank was in there. And it's like, <laughs> no, I, I, I think right. that's his point. This mm-hmm. point is like it should be natural, not so much natural, so that you don't want to be in a separate room from your husband. Mm-hmm. So I think that mm-hmm. Clint's frustration was coming from not having a um, it, it not feeling like a natural progression and feeling, and so it made him feel like he's doing a, a lot of heavy lifting mm-hmm. and a lot of work in the relationship. And to which Gina disagreed when they were talking to Dr. Pepper, right? Right, she did. She was like, no. And she kind of felt like, if you feel like, you know, she, which fair, she kind of felt like then communicate better. I feel like it didn't matter what Clint, I, I feel like he is communicating. I feel like he is showing up. And so you not showing up is your choice because you made a choice about Clint when y'all were in Jamaica under the waterfall. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stand. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. And I know. Oh, no, I'm leading. Go ahead. You no. Can... <laughs> I know that you're... your part. Your part is I know that you're Not gonna... your part. <laughs> your part. I know I that, know you're, that gonna you're gonna have it your way. Beautiful. Nothing that I'm... But I did. But I think you're moving too fast. That's what um... she's saying. That's what Gina's saying. Yeah, Gina, we got the song for you. Yeah, but I just kind of, I just kind of wish that Gina maybe did give Clint a little bit more because I kind of do think that they could make it. They were answering the questions, mm-hmm. um, as well in the jar. I felt that they like, you know, did well with that. For Clint and Gina, this episode, I was like, you know, even though I know what's coming up. I'm gonna go ahead and say there was a glimpse. Here we go with this. Glimpse. I know. I didn't want to say. I'm trying to find another word, but with Gina and Clint, there was a glimpse. I'm sorry. There was. A okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. You didn't see it. They get along well. I think Clint. I really think Clint has a really good personality, and I really think that Gina does mesh with him when she when she lets herself down. You could see it. I if we have no hope, what have we? <laughs> A glimpse. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> oh God. Um. So here's my thing with I don't even know, like not even just with Gina, but in general. Okay. 
I don't get why people think that the other person that they're with is supposed to be a mind reader. So you're supposed to ask me the questions. And if you don't ask me the questions, then I'm not giving you an answer. Well, aren't we in this process together to learn about each other? We got to learn about each other. Okay. So we can't learn about each other if we're not talking, if we're not having communication, if we're leaving it at the surface level, because you're at the surface. You haven't which gone. Has been uh, which has been Clint's um, point as well. Mm -hmm. You're at the surface level with the conversation. You know, you're going in there because the dog is in there. You know, you guys are still in separate rooms. It's not like you, have you spent the night in there? Have you tried to see? Let me see if this can be something. Not that you have right. to be doing anything because I don't feel as though just because they have a marriage certificate that they need to do anything because at the end of the day, they are still strangers, still getting to know each other. But my thing is, what have you done? Like Janice said. Clint said, what have you done for me lately? And I agree with him because he is the one that's, that's been constantly making the effort. He constantly is saying to people that he wants to learn deeper. But I will say, I don't see much conversation where Clint is asking deeper questions. So to an extent, I can understand how Gina can turn that and say, hey, we've been having conversations, we've been talking, but you ain't been asking me anything outside of the- Has Gina been asking Clint deep conversations? I don't believe so. But to your point, then don't get in front of Dr. Pepper and make Correct. it seem like- Right, everybody right. want to get buck in front of the ex experts, but when we behind scenes or when we have our own, everybody want to get buck behind in front of the experts. Yeah, yeah. No, get you buck. <laughs> so my okay, thing is that's though, a good point to me. Yeah, right. So my thing is, is that we, you, you, you guys cannot come to these experts and act like this person is not <laughs> doing what you want them to do when you are not doing your part. And your part is to open up and communicate. How can you expect to learn any more about him if you don't even ask the question? Forget Clint not asking you the question. You don't even ask, sis. When the last time you asked him a deep question? Jesus. Mm? <laughs> not. Oh, so, my God, today. <laughs> I can see no glimpse. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to remain together because you know what they give me? friends we're friends he's a roommate i'm in one room i mean he's in the other hank frequents his room very much it seems like hank likes him a little bit more than he likes her <laughs> and which is hank is their dog y'all if you don't watch the show and so mm -hmm. it's actually her dog but i say it's his now but so they're giving me won't be together so you because you feel like they are they have friends you do you feel like they have friend zoned each other yes they or have. has gina or has gina friend zoned clint clint has and he doesn't zone. know how to get out of the friend zone with her clint has friend zoned her as well clint friend zoned her Wait. back in jamaica when she acted the fool he was like okay you can be a friend <laughs> you think clint friend zoned yes her? i do mm -hmm. Whoa! Because okay. it's only so many times a man is going to keep saying he wants to get to know you and you don't speak up or try. Like, you're not even, like, giving in a little bit. You know, you don't, we're, it's not really no affection, like, your attraction really there. It's just like, yeah, like, we cool. We talk, we come home, we have conversation, but there's nothing that's flowing. And therefore, that reason, he's out. I'm out. You're out. He's out. <laughs> no. Well, there is not. Sweetie, let me say it. Let me say it, okay? I said, for that reason, he's out. You may go. Okay. Oh, okay. So they have not had a, um, they have not had a natural flow into, yeah. into anything. Uh, it seems very like step-by-step step and, very they're very, it's very like analytical which i guess like in the process a part of it is pretty analytical but it's very like step by step and it's just not a progressive flow at all i i feel like gina friends on clint so he just didn't have a choice so but either way they just they're stagnant i don't think either way i definitely don't think that they're gonna make it and you know when something's stagnant it begins to stink so they're a <laughs> 
<laughs> they're a decline. They're not going to make it. They're a decline. Sorry, Gina and Clint. And plus, we know like a little glimpse of what's going on. Okay. Nicole and Chris. You know, I... Okay, this... No, I ain't going to hold you. I did laugh. <laughs> what? Let me tell you why I laughed. I laughed in the very beginning because Nicole is... I have said this, or maybe we were talking about this. Nicole, to me, is like really trying to orchestrate every step of this process with her husband. Mm -hmm. She is constantly trying to orchestrate it. She is also, whether she realizes or not, realizes it or not, but we're not going to get tongue tied. Whether she realizes <laughs> it or not, <laughs> she does not. Um, she is really try too much trying to control it. Like if he responds to something, she's like, that's not really how he feels. Plus I'm a bully, so let me be sure. This is going the other. She's really trying to, to narrate it. And she doesn't, I don't think that she sees that she's doing that. Nor do I think that she sees that she is annoying. Nicole's annoying. Mm -mm. I said it. Nicole is DTM. She does too much. And maybe from her past relationship relationships. Because why? Loose. Right. The tongue twisting. <laughs> why? So I think from her past relationship, she doesn't real maybe she doesn't realize that she's doing it, but I think that she's really trying to make sure that it's not gonna be another bomb dropped on her like it's like, like they've been dropped in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's like Nicole, the way you set yourself up in this married at first sight, you're in a whole different situation and you literally put yourself in the way of a bomb if it does drop. Like you literally stepped on the grenade yourself if it does by putting yourself in this experiment. Or you could be in this experiment and actually end up with your person because Chris is actually really cool. Mm -hmm. But Nicole is just trying to orchestrate it too much. And they opened up going to goat yoga with her dad. Yeah. She introduced her dad to yoga and now he's the yoga instructor. And so they're sitting there talking and um, she wanted her dad and her husband to get along. Okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But she's like, so Chris started asking questions and I think he said like, how, is, how was Nicole when she was younger? Mm -hmm. Like a typical question. And um, she, the dad can answer. Here go Nicole. <laughs> go ahead dad. And you can be honest. Tell him, tell him. You can be honest. He can't answer the question. Nicole. We don't need you. Let him answer. And that's what he did. She gave that little extra oomph and that dad told the truth. Nicole was nasty. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was a problem child. She was talking back all the time. She was disrespectful. And Nicole sat there and kind of got big-eyed a little bit. <laughs> well, not you trying to orchestrate. Be honest. Go ahead and tell him. That mm -hmm. dad told. Didn't he tell it? Everything. Everything. <laughs> and she was just kind of sitting there like, no, nah, I ain't mean to tell all of that. Like, Stop <laughs> trying to orchestrate everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the dad, you know, and the dad was fair in his assessment. He, you know, her parents are divorced. Um, and he was like, you know, when we, when we got divorced, I didn't have, I was, Anytime I would try to go get her, I was taking her away from her environment. I was taking her away from her friends. I was taking her away from um, having fun. I didn't even have a bedroom for her to come to. So it was oftentimes uncomfortable. I was bringing her to a couch. And so she had an attitude a lot of times. That's what he said. That's what the dad said. So, you know, and Chris was just kind of like, oh, okay, okay. And just kind of like understanding. But so I just thought that part was funny because when she told the dad, go ahead, the dad went, really went ahead. She was just like, oh. And I was like, now see, that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get. Um, but I just wish, I wish Nicole would relax a little bit. I don't think she realizes that she is truly trying to, um, I, don't, I don't think it's malicious. Right. I don't think it's anything that's malicious at all. I think that she's just really trying, she doesn't realize how much she is trying to control this the process, her movement and Chris's, it feels like. Agree. She is trying to control the process. She also mentioned that she is afraid that one day she's going to look up and Chris is going to be out the door because she feels, I. it's probably due to the fact that she does not have control. I'm like, you have to understand when you're in, you only person, the only thing that you can control is you and your actions. And if you continue showing up for the relationship and showing up what you need to do, and if it's truly a relationship for, that's for you, then you shouldn't have to walk on the side of fear. And but you also mm. that that comes from being in relationships where people 
would walk all over her, do what they wanted to do. And then they were up and out the door. And it probably started from when her father and mother got divorced and then her father left. And then, um, you know, so now it's this, this point again, because we all have those issues, you know, have issues where they went in our childhood that if we haven't dealt with. And she also mentioned that she felt like, and maybe I don't know if it was on this episode or an upcoming episode where she is realizing she has a lot more stuff. She has not gotten over a lot of stuff she thought she got over. Didn't she mention in Jamaica though that she had done the work in therapy? She did. Did but she I mention that or no? I think she did mention that. But I think the thing is, is that she probably didn't move on to a holistic relationship like she's in with Chris now. Mm-hmm. And so if you've done the work. I don't know if she went into a relationship after that or not, but you still, you still got issues and you're still going to need to go to y'all need to go to couple therapy couples therapy you're going to need to go to individual therapy because you have experienced things even as she's coming out and saying things on tv i told she never never told her mother that the boyfriend burned her with the cigarette even though the mother knew she thinks her mom knew but because she didn't say anything she didn't press the issue so yeah. it's a lot of suppressing of feelings, a lot of hiding, a lot of I can't be this way or that way because you had a lot going on. And when you start to uncover those layers, it's like, ooh, you thought there's one layer, one layer when it was uncovered. Okay, I'm good. But you find out there's several more layers. I feel like you're trying to preach to us this episode. No, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to preach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to preach. I'm just trying to get an understanding, an understanding of what, you know, is going on. Uh, with her because you know <laughs> this can be a good relationship yes sure yeah, told, you know and it's like you can see that clearly she had some issues when she was younger clearly you know I don't know I love my father so you know God forbid if my parents separated you know when I was younger I, I will I would go with my father <laughs> I would not have a problem going with my father so you know even though if my girlfriends would be over here anyway it's just because you know that's it but for whatever reason she felt like you know she didn't want to be over there or whatever and you also don't know how truly the breakup really affected her and sure sure yeah doesn't sound like she got help in that time and in that moment and so she was you know had her rebellious moment i think that you know that as they continue working you know we see that you know, there are some things, you know, if I say, you know, one more time, that there are some things and some issues that she has to continue to do the work on. It's not just because you did a couple of sessions or maybe whatever, like sometimes it's a continual work that has to be done, especially in the, and especially when you're trying to make your relationship work. Agreed. Agreed. So Nicole, yeah, I'm just classifying you as DTM for me. <laughs> um, you're still doing too much, and uh, yeah. So I, I, but I will say I do think that I, I do think that she genuinely wants to be married. She genuinely wants to be in a stable, love-filled relationship, and she's right. on the show for that. And I think that Chris is a good guy, and I really can see them going the distance with it. Um. I could I could just see him, you know, kind of needing her to like, you know, bring it in though. Right. And I feel like maybe even off camera or maybe once the show is over, he'll be able to have those conversations with her. I'm not worried about them. I just yeah, I just want her to see that. Right. Right. And like like we've been saying, Kristen is an adult and he's able to express himself and has done at certain times. Yes, correct. You've been a little flick, uh, Chris. He's been what? Been a little slick with the mouth. Oh, mm. I don't <laughs> like. Well, ho, 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 ho! But you don't like. But he has said it. He has spoken up. So yeah, he's supposed to say what he doesn't like. No, I know. I'm just saying. So that he... <laughs> we have seen him, you know, being able. Speak up. Although people keep saying that, you know, he yeah, and he just walked over. You know, we talked about it in our last video. Chris gives the energy of it's only so much you're going to do to me before I have to show up and show out two s's how many times do you think that like or what do you think drives a a nice person or someone who's perceived to always be the the nice guy 
what do you think drives them to that point to, to the point of being mad yeah or just kind of maybe lashing out well i mean i think that it's because realistically as humans and we can only take so much and some can take more than others some are less patient than others some are more patient but at the end of the day we all reach a breaking point we all reach a point and we say all right enough is enough and so i think that you know his cup will run over and then he'll that's when he'll have the the conversations but i think that's one of the issues with communication is when you're is when you suppress Mm, and then yeah that's true and then it, it's always a lashing out. Yeah. Whereas if maybe you would have said something, because I think that a lot of people do that. They suppress. Right. I think it's a I think men and women do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that they do it for different reasons, right? Like so I think some women sometimes don't want to appear to be nagging mm-hmm. or they don't want to. And it is something that you would have to consider because it is easy to start nagging. Um, or I think that men do it just because men are just taught not to be emotional and things of that nature. And I just think that that area i'm not even saying that this is chris this is more just a general conversation i just think that that area is a tricky area because you don't want to have it always be where you're not sent you're not effectively communicating and so when it's always time for you to communicate it's always stomping and a latching out because you know you explode nobody wants to constantly be around ticking time bombs right in a relationship so i do hope that he is the type that puts it out there like you know like you were saying earlier i don't like i don't want whatever um i do hope that he does put that out there up front and it doesn't have to be anything it could just be him just expressing what he doesn't like what he doesn't want nicole without it being a whole big rendezvous right just him just expressing it um so that he doesn't have to lash out and express everything all at once and probably a less a less more um and do it in a in a more non-eventful way. I don't know if that was the right word. My words have been twisting me up tonight, and that's upsetting. So it's okay. It's okay. Um, but we get the gist of what you're saying. But I want I wanted to add to that that when you said the communication piece, because uh, that is true. And speaking from my own personal experience, a lot of times I have not communicated the best because of feelings of of being cautious of other people's feelings, even though people were not cautious of mine and did not care about, you know, what they said to me. And oftentimes, and also because I, I know that my words can cut when I get to that point. And so I'm trying to spare folks, so to speak. But when I reach that point of stop sparing, it's because I stop caring. And when I stop caring, then I'm just saying whatever I don't it doesn't at this point it's not about your feelings anymore it's about me and how I feel and so when you so effective communication doesn't wait until you get to that point where everything you spit out is kind of vile or you know it's not productive and it's not helping the situation effective communication says how can I communicate in the best way so that we both walk away with an understanding right and, you know, we, we we have to get to that point for whatever. There's many different reasons for why I did what I did. It wasn't just one particular thing or or how I responded, how I responded to certain things, um, whether it be family or friends. But I had to get to the point to say, all right, you, you cannot keep responding like that. It's not, you know, it's not ideal as an now as an adult who wants to move into a marriage with someone you I'm not trying to get into a marriage to be holding on to so all this different stuff so at the end of the day when I'm overloaded with everything that I've experienced then I just start spewing everything I might not bring up stuff in the past but I will go in because <laughs> I know how to go in but I ain't gonna brag about that because I don't give the devil no room <laughs> That's what granddad said. Yeah, no, but I do, you know, and recognizing that and like, you know, dealing with my own self, it's okay. I understand whatever happened as a kid, whatever happened as a young adult, whatever issues or things that you ran into, still in this very moment, in this present time, you have to learn how to effectively, effectively communicate. And that's not something that we're always taught. 
We're not always taught how to effectively communicate. Often no, a lot of times we're not taught that, especially in our community. Right. And, and also you have to okay, learn. But one, like, thought, one thought for a second, for, I was going to say, and because of that, we pick up from what's in the environment and what we see, and then we often become that. That's true. Yeah. Um, because also too, with learning how to effectively communicate, it's also always going to be self-work mm -hmm. because it's, when you're doing the self-work and when you're seeing yourself, when you're starting to get glimpses of yourself, there's things that you're, that you're supposed to start working on so that people can see the change. Right, right. As Every well, time. to say like, oh, okay, like that's good. I could see, you know, like there's some people that have told me they saw a change in me. I appreciate it. Teeth. <laughs> and it's from work, though. But um, yeah, I just think that I'm still yet that, waiting to see it in you. But go ahead, now I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, I don't, I don't snap as fast. I don't nothing. I don't, I don't do those. I don't. I'm not interested. Everything doesn't irritate me. I don't let stuff, let stuff bother me. It's just not. Yeah, it's not for me. I'm all about this chill soft life and getting everything that God has for me. I just don't have the energy for nothing else. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, Because it's too much life to live and it's going too fast to be worried about you cut me off on a road that deep. It's not that deep. I don't care. Go ahead. Bye-bye. Go. Right. Um, But like, I don't know what we put energy into and why we're putting that much energy into it. But yeah, I just thought about like Chris being classified as the quiet one and not speaking up. And then that just where that's where I kind of originated the question of what's break, what's the breaking point for some people to where they get to that snapped. Right. And you know, what would be Chris's? We don't really know. We don't know these people, but mm -hmm. could he snap? Sure. Could I see him snapping? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, think he will. I think as long as he's doing, you know, just what we said before, not letting things pile, pile up, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, agreed. As a couple, They'll, I accept them. They're accepted. Yeah, I think that they're mm -hmm. definitely going to say yes on decision day yes. and make it. And our last couple, who I have moved from glimpse to pure hope now. <laughs> Just so you know, it's no more glimpses. This is pure hope. Well, praise God for that. Mm -hmm. Um, the last couple now is um. Praise the Lord. I forgot their name. Shaquille and Kirsten. <laughs> Let me say something about Shaquille and Kirsten. Let me tell you something about Shaquille. Stay back. When he said it was his ego that was involved, that's what he meant. It was his ego that was involved. <laughs> Shaquille ain't no, because he... So, Kirsten has been speaking about, you know, the chemistry getting there, the romance getting there, and she's kind of like wanting more romance from her husband, wanting more time from her husband, being able to talk and have communication with him and him taking more of an initiative. Even though in the beginning she was reserved, it didn't mean that she planned on being reserved the whole marriage. So, you know, like step it up as a man. Basically is where Kirsten was coming from. Well, this week, <laughs> not Shaq stepped on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> to wanting to you know just have the say and everything like Nicole Shaq but <laughs> he decided to do uh when she came home he had set up like body painting and he was gonna paint her love so she had to change her clothes she was like okay first of all she came home he had took the initiative set it all up so when she when he told her what you know was gonna be going on she was getting she was like okay okay which for Kirsten was different. Because mm -hmm. Kirsten normally would have been like, I don't really know. Like, you know, she was a little bit of a shutdowner there. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the beginning, she just explained that I Kirsten, Kirsten not having attractiveness to Shaq is the difference in Eris not having attractiveness to Jasmine. If that makes sense. 
like because she wasn't attracted that wasn't what she always led with and she still wanted to try right right so i will say that even though she had mentioned her not not being attracted in that way she still like you know had that going on so she um she got changed Shaq did the body paint and she was like oh like she was asking him something and he was like I just need you to just let me do what I'm doing okay like she was just like okay I was like she's just asking questions Shaq so she was just kind of like talking to him and he was just painting and she was like I see your skills you know she was just standing there she had on her white outfit and she was just standing there like letting him paint and all of this stuff so I was like okay it was very not like it, it was like nice they were communicating they were flirting they were I was like this is like a really nice initiative, Shaq. Well, then he went and got the paper plate of strawberries. I said. <laughs> so he brought out the paper plate. He, and they had the strawberries. They had the strawberries on. I wasn't sure what he was doing either. I was like. <laughs> so then, because she was still standing there in her paint, which means she had like stuff on her hands. It wasn't anything for her to do. So I was just like, what's going on? So then he came up shaking the bottle of Cool Whip. No, but let me tell y'all something. Shaq's whole energy yep. shifted, even from him painting. Mm -hmm. So when he got that cool whip, he was like, yeah, you trust me? You trust me? He was giving her everything that she had asked for. Honey, she was like, uh-huh, yeah. He, <laughs> he got that whipped cream in her mouth, and she was just going with it. Honey, he got that strawberry. <laughs> he was, they was kissing before you knew it. I said, well, that. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, I don't know what she thought he was not bringing. <laughs> stepped up on that table and brought it, and then told her, "You want another one? So another strawberry." I said, oh, "But it wasn't really strawberry." I was like, "So he came to, and she was just as giddy." She was like, <laughs> "You know, we know what to do." She was, just, and I was just like. This whole relationship in the last 30 seconds of this show took a whole time from strawberries and cool whip. Don't underestimate the power of strawberries and cool whip. I can't. I can't. I was like, but but I tell you the way it was the way Shaq got the strawberries and got the cool whip. It was like, yeah, you trust me? And then put it in there. And it was just like he was just very like, oh, I I don't know if Pierce was taken aback, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly was. I like it just came, that ego that he was talking about. It came out like boom, boom. Don't think I won't do it, boom, boom. I can do it. You was the one that was trying to act all reserved, but now since we offer that, let's go. <laughs> and Pierce <Kirsten> went. <laughs> then she, she went. Closed that door. All right. I mean, honestly, you've said it all. Uh, we saw, you know, that he clearly took charge in a relationship. He listened uh, where she said that she wanted to spend time with him. And yes, he wasn't at work at this particular. He wasn't mentoring nobody. Um, <laughs> I was taken back at that. I felt like he had the strawberries and the whipped cream too hard for me. Like you sprayed it and then you followed up with a strawberry. And the strawberry wasn't so small either. So I'm <laughs> you know, so it couldn't be me because I'm not <laughs> my throat. Mm -mm, calm down. He he was excited. I'm telling you, that's what you're talking about. He was no, that was not exciting. Like, he was very, very and he said on the after show that he just took the moment he saw how well that the moment was going with them painting and with him painting her and how they were flirting with each other and things like that and so he just said hey let me just try and see and so from up until that point all we've known yes. him to be doing is giving her forehead kisses you know we from the in the beginning she when he asked her to give her a kiss she was like, she wasn't ready. You know, even when they were at the altar, they didn't exchange any type of kiss of no, the, they sure the, didn't. the nature that we saw on Wednesday on, uh, you know, the episode, you know, they Jack had, did what she asked though. Right. So they had advanced to the next part or level of intimacy for them. Um, and you know, which was great is great to see. And so, yes, then you start to see like, okay. So this can be a, a relationship that works exactly. out that, you know, they can come together and say yes on decision day and still, you know, perhaps be married even after decision day. So, uh, you know, Whoa, what are you saying? Are you, 
Are you giving them a? No, I'm saying I understand what you're saying. I still give them a decline. <laughs> per the uh, next week, I mean, future episodes where I see <laughs> something ain't gonna mesh. I think that's just messing like, me up. You saw when he was talking to Jasmine, right? Even though I feel like basically that he's a good person and he's naturally an encourager yes. and he was trying to encourage Jasmine. I don't think he was flirting with her. We gotta see. We gotta see. I don't know. It was all I didn't think. I know McKinley coming back talking about he slid in Gina's DMs. So I'm like, where's Clint? So we gotta see. Where Hank? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not I, with Hank. <laughs> he said that was so funny when he told you that he officially changed Hank's last name. <laughs> <laughs> Hank was like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> when did that? Baby, Shaq and Kirsten, let me know. Um, this is the one thing I was concerned about with future, with what we saw, what we see in the future episode. Mm-hmm. He says, "Not he says." She says to him, like, oh, first of all, let me give Shaq also some credit. She is a real estate agent. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wanted to do some new things with her logo. So she was talking to him about it. Oh, and he yeah. was coming up with ideas and drawing yeah. like a new logo for her. And so when I was, that part, the, the strawberries hadn't come into effect yet. So they were talking <laughs> about the, the logo. And I was like, see, here's the glimpses I'm talking about. Now I told y'all, after the the painting and the strawberries, I'm done. Hope, 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 hope. Only thing was, she says to him in the future, future episodes, she says, you know, well, you got to get ready to buy us a house. And he was like, I got to get ready to buy you a house. I was like, girl, this is an off-camera conversation. Because <laughs> first of all, one thing Shaq going to do is get easily offended. <laughs> easily offended. Right. He's been showing you that all these 12 12 episodes we've been. Shaq yeah. gonna get offended. <laughs> um, so when she said that to him, I was just like, it could be editing, but I don't know how I feel about that. Telling a man, well, now you gotta buy us a house. Oh, I wanna go back to this because I remember I wrote it down. I just looked at my phone where mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper told um that her told them stop the forehead kissing. <laughs> Dr. Pepper said, it's time to move on from that. Like, stop it, okay? <laughs> like, he, he didn't had enough forehead kisses. You talking about, you like, that's what you like. I like for him to kiss me on my forehead. Dr. Pepper said, stop it, and stop it now. And baby, didn't they stop it? Didn't they stop it? This <laughs> is giving nothing. She said, it's giving that's nothing. they don't, like. Girl. Yeah, she was like, nah, you, you, y'all, <laughs> y'all get that together and stop. Connect. She did tell them that. She did. That she, said, funny. she said, step it up. And when she I tell did. you, Shaq came and he stepped it up and Kirsten opened up. She wasn't yeah. off and she was able to receive what he was given and matching his energy. And I think that, you know, if we're basing it just off of this episode, we're talking about just this episode, do they have the potential to make it, make it after decision day? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yes, on decision day, yes. And after, will they stay married? Yes. Um, but baby, when you're telling a man to buy you a house. <laughs> it was just like, you know, no, but it was like, get yourself together now and buy the house. Buy the house. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, and I'm with you. That's a conversation that we can have so off okay. camera. Um, and because we can that's, and it's also like very like um particular, right? Like we're in a different so time, so uh, it's particular. It's it can be a, a a good conversation or it can be an annoying one. It just depends on the person. And I think it's also how she said it. It's not like we need to buy a house or we're purchasing. It's like you need to get us a house. Well, how many people have that mindset where you know, as the man, you need to. Let's go. You need to be doing everything. And there's plenty of men who are like, you know, they want to do that. They want to be the provider, the protector to all of that. They want to do all of that. And then there's some men that is like, no, you can also step up. <laughs> Which is very much how I feel about Shaq. That's why I was like, now, as you've been getting to know him, even I know to take that conversation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So but I have a question though for you. 
Yeah. So what is your view on that? Like, so do you want to be involved in that particular um, process? Like, so when, you know, are you good with your husband just going out and picking a house for you guys and saying, and surprising you? Because I've seen some men do that, <gasps> where they purchase the house and then they bring their wife and say, welcome home. But like, in how long? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm that, I'm, I'd like to, I like spontaneity. I like surprises. <laughs> but, what? but have we talked about like, because what if you are into, you know, the Spanish style? I don't like no Spanish style home. <laughs> and then you come to surprise me with a stuff like, oh, I'm like, that's it. So I feel like to some level, I hope that we've had conversation where you understood me enough for us to like you know meet in the middle i don't want full ground on anything i'm very much i am traditionally modern mm, i made that up i made it up explain and and what i mean by that is i don't mind i don't mind like I really don't mind like being in partnership with my husband. I'm old school. I really want God to be the head, the center and mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. That is important to me. So mm -hmm. that is something that I um, <clears throat> require first. Cause I need to know that we're, you know going in the right direction with that. And there's also just my faith in God lets me know that as long as we keep him first collectively and at the center, it's nothing that we won't be able to accomplish together. But I'm very much so like wanting a partnership. I don't really need, I don't really want, I'm not saying I need, I don't, I'm not, I don't really like necessarily care for a man to come in and just feel like because he's the man, he needs to dominate and do everything and take over and all of that. And that's not to say that I'm trying to walk in masculine energy at all. I'm 198% feminine. The 2% of me just wants to be like your partner with it. Like, you know, I'm out there with you. Like, you know, let's, you know, do whatever. And also, too, I think that it's not a terrible narrative on submissiveness. I think that the narrative has just become too many people with a with a microphone that's just saying whatever um, and just being like, women don't submit, women don't submit, women don't submit. And too many men, too many women are kind of in the vein of, you know, and I'm not going to submit and I'm not going, we're not doing that. That's not what we do. This is that and the other. And I just think that when it comes to relationships, there's still a certain order that was in place on purpose. Right. And so if you don't feel that way, you don't have to feel that way. But there was a reason why the man was supposed to be the head and, you know, leading and things like that. But I think that I think that a man can do that and very much have a partner. And I think there are a lot of examples of, of men doing it and their wife being their partner. Right. And not under their foot. And that would be what I want because I'm also not old school where I'm not going to be home barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> oh. I know that's right. I don't I'm have the home and I ain't going to be barefoot like, no. or pregnant. <laughs> so that's why I said traditional modern because there's some things that, you know, foundationally I would, I would definitely want to keep and I want my husband to be a leader and I want to, you know, for us to have ideas and goals separately and collectively, how are we advancing individually? What has God called us to? Because even though he's called us together, he also calls us, you know, he calls us to be individuals and but right. then when we come together we bring that together so i never want to get you know lost in who i am and as a person and things like that getting into we just talked about this and then with being in a relationship but also i am very much like as far as my husband is concerned this is who i am building who i'm building kingdom with like this is who i'm building legacy with this is who i'm building a, a empire with like I want to build. I want us to come together and build. Right. I'm not old school looking for you to come to the table like, why don't you have a million dollars so that you could take care of me? Mm -hmm. Um, but also too, I don't want you coming to the table to talking about and what do and as a woman and da 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 like just ugh. I really just want it to be like when it's a God thing, it's a little bit more, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it should be a little bit more of a progressive flow. Yeah. And so, um, and I also just believe in, I still believe in friendship being the foundation. I still believe in, because I love just like, you know, the friendship aspect and the friendship piece. And I think that everything who you are as a person, who they are as a person, I think all of that lines up according to God's will. So I, when you buy me a house, I fully expect that I'm going to love the house because we've lined up I don't you know what I mean like that's just right. how I look at it like he gonna know me right yes 
and I'm gonna know him. So if he's like, "Hey, I surprised you with this house," I believe when I take the blindfold off, I'm be like, "Bitch, stop!" Right. And I'm gonna be right. on the title to that house. Right, right. Of course, we got you know we gonna use wisdom. I don't mind you went out and buy it, but I'm gonna be on the title to that house. I'm gonna be on the title. I'm like, oh, you got that? When do we go find at the title company the deed? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. I know a lot. I know that is like a huge thing with modern women, masculine women, walking in your femininity and doing this and doing that. Baby, I want us to come together. I want God to lead us. And I want to, I want them to be like, now that's what you call couple goals. <laughs> a power couple. All that's right what now. I want. Hmm? I said, all right now. <laughs> Good. Good. What are your um, thoughts? What are your... Um, expectations maybe that's not the right word what are your what are your feelings on it in in your definition of modern um traditional i would agree the same thing (laughs) i want a collaborative effort with god at its center and um that we have our individual goals as well as our collective goals and that i agree that we would be so connected that if he was to go out and purchase a home without me and surprise me. He wouldn't know me. We would have had conversations. It may have been even been we've gone to look at these homes and right. together and you know he noticed like really like this one. He really and liked I it. Yeah. Get, I was went and got it. Oh, that's so sweet. Why? Why? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what's <well>, title? <laughs> and like, if yeah, 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 go ahead. Uh, no, but yeah, so like I, I I feel the the same way. Like I still I have those feelings. So I don't want somebody to ex- ex- expectation of me to be at just home not doing nothing. I'm just not that type of person anyway. And I I mean let's be honest, I've been working since the age of sixteen. So it's not like I'm gonna stop doing stop working just because I get married. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to continue to make sure I'm contributing, uh, to the relationship and bringing my own, you know my own self as well as showing up fully uh for the relationship um as much as I expect him to yeah and the one thing I want us to keep doing is keep doing the work because yes when you're in a ma- even as you, as you get married just as you continue in life you're always evolving and always growing where you yep. should be mm-hmm. um always evolving and always growing so being married you know once I you know get married um being married after five years, I'm going to be a different person. He is too. We're going to have grown to some places. And so I want us to just be very open about that and where we are and keeping those lines of communication open. And after 10 years, it's going to be looking different again too. So, you know, where are you at with it? Just so that we can always be showing up for each other in the best way. But again, I think when you, you know, are God-centered and then we are also not self-centered, I can see how that works because i often say what worked for the past worked for them right because or for women who have some women who love this stay at home and just take care of their kids and do this is that any other that works for you i think that that's excellent i just don't like trying to define marriage according to what i like to define anything right um because i think that we all have a destiny somewhere that god is trying to take us and you need to know that. So I just think that trying to put everything in a bubble because of what it's supposed to look like is where we're running into a lot of issues. Yeah. And I like that you said that, you know, in five years, I expect to be a different person and in 10 years, I expect to be a different person. And one thing that stuck with me when when mommy and I had conversation was that she was saying that, you know, a lot of times in, in marriages, people turn the corners and their spouse don't turn with them so you always want to make sure you're turning that corner with your spouse it's not just one yeah because then that's when you start getting the separation and the you know I've grown into a different person and you've been stagnant and you've not doing it so I don't want that for the relationship I want us to like you said as we're growing we're both turning that corner we're both reaching our goals we're both becoming new people and as we're becoming new people and evolving and becoming better people we're evolving with each other as well we're not leaving each other out I'm not trying to outdo you you're not trying to outdo me right we're we're in this together so shout out to my future husband Good word, mom. <laughs> Absolutely. Mommy yes, always so dropping the gems. 
Huh? I said, mommy's always dropping the gems. <laughs> yes. She does. She be dropping gems. And then she be, then sometimes she just be like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's truthful. That's, that's a gem. If has gotten older, she has gotten a lot funnier. <laughs> she definitely has. As, she, as she's gotten older, older, she's gotten funnier. Like, my dad is still, my dad might still be tough. <laughs> Cause the three the three minutes from the clouds was funny, but um, <laughs> like he, he he's funny. And my mom was never like, but as she got older, I'd be cracking up. Mm-hmm. But um, no, yeah, that's definitely um, a great gym. And I oh, I was gonna say too, I I'm a part of me kind of also like can see like being in this season of being like I'm ready for marriage and appreciating it because. There's so much more that's been learned, that's been understood that I didn't, that I did not have before. And so I'm excited to step into the fullness of God with that person. So, because I'm a different person. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm loving me. I'm loving me right now. And I can't say I, I've always, I can't say that I always felt that way by myself and don't let me get teary eyed, but just seeing where I come from and what I've come through and what I faced and to still be here, like, come on. So I, I just can't imagine that, you know, the life that God truly has for me and what he's going to bring, you know, what's going to come into my life that I, I truly believe is going to be amazing. And it was worth the wait. I don't, I, I yeah. Okay. You know, we talk about age all the time, but sometimes it, um, things better uh, uh, things get better with age and <laughs> let me tell you something baby come on strawberries well you wait you're not peaches and you're not strawberries and cream you peaches and cream no <laughs> peaches and cream no no i'm not you know what i mean <laughs> no, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. no mm-mm. yes so yes so don't worry the weather's breaking and we're gonna be outside we outside y'all <laughs> Cause I'll be outside. I don't be trying to be found in the house. I know that's I'm right. Can't, 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 can't nobody find you in the house. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Yes. Once again, relax, relate, debris. Debris. Um, like to again review married at first sight. Then we like to put our little nuggets in there, our little tidbits. And then, you know, as we move forward, again, once Married at First Sight is over, we're going to be having topics. If you have topics that you think would be good to discuss, please drop those in the comments. We would love to just have, like, dialogue. You guys are really all our family. And as we continue to grow, we want to grow as a family here on this channel. So subscribe. Make sure that you share. Make sure that you're getting the notifications. Drop in the comments some topics that you think would be really good to cover by, you know, young professional Black women. And we're going to give you that um, from all aspects, you know, being real, talking about it. I think that that's just actually what this generation currently is about. And by the, this generation, I'm talking about me too. But I just think that even though it's younger, younger than us, um, it's just a form to reach. It's, it's different. So we're happy to discuss. And so we look forward to hearing from you guys. And until next time, relax, relate to breathe. Bye. Bye.